Hey guys, Christmas cracker time again. Jackson, what day today, mate? Day seven. Sisters, brothers, and non-binary others, welcome to the Devil's Advocate round of Good Cop, Bad Cop, episode 187. Myself and Graham and our guests this week, who are Chris and Daddy from the uh, from the One Man's Meat podcast, are going to be throwing devil's advocates at each other. We must defend a wrestling statement for 20 seconds as if it is the truth. If anyone ever thinks we are telling the truth and we actually believe what we're saying, take out of our devil's advocate district attorney, Buggy Pellegrini, at Dying Format. So, Chris, I've decided that you are getting first pick on who you want. Okay, so uh, let's see. Um, I know this guy well enough to know that he'll go easy on me first in, so I choose my brother from another mother and father and country, Danny. Cool. Okay, you know how it works. 20 seconds to end this statement. Go for it, Chris. Give it to Danny. Danny. 2004 is far from the best year in professional wrestling. If anything, it pales in comparison to 1995. Oh, covered in hot, I see. Um, absolutely not. Um, we've got, um, uh, we got, uh, we had so many storylines in 2004. Um, we had uh, a kidnapping. We had a murder storyline. We had a drug storyline. <laughs> we had um, so many things. Um, yeah, um, 2004. <laughs> I think I think that's a fail. I'll be honest, you were stumbling and you were mumbling and you got it wrong as well. You were defending the wrong oh, era. I was supposed to say what you were supposed to say, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, I haven't did get that. Right. Should we do that again? No, you don't get retried, mate. You don't get retried. Okay. Re <laughs> if, if I blink 187 comments staying in, that's staying in for sure. Okay, cool, cool. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, okay. Chris, pick your victim. Okay. Oh, look, Chris. <laughs> Me. Danny, pick yeah. your victim. Um, oh my god, I have no idea what format you're using at all. I'm, I'm glad we discussed this kind of off air in before. <laughs> I figured when you were going to ask Chris, like, would he want to go like first, second, third, or fourth, and then we we're going to fire up. I have no idea what this format is right now at all. My format. As long as you mean, know, we're good. I know what's happening. Yes. So, Danny, okay. pick your victim. I will choose you, Matt. And my statement is. John Moxley and Brian Danielson uh, put over a young tag team in Griff Garrison and Brian Pillman Jr. Absolutely. These guys need to be putting these people over because, let's face it, Danielson and Moxley, everyone's heard of them, but Brian Pillman is still coming into the company. And let's face it, I've even heard of the other guy you mentioned a minute ago, so he definitely be put over by Moxley and Danielson. I'm doing it to get a rise out of the I've both just gone up. That I class as a win. Okay, are you talking about, was Griff Garrison the person that you said that you weren't familiar with? I was joking, Craig. Okay, I was going to say, that's good friends. With, uh, they're, they're, weren't they high school friends with him and Michael Pellegrini? I would say they've interviewed him like twice on their show. So, you know. I was joking, I've been bad cop, Graham. Okay, 
Uh, yeah, kind of embarrassingly, I didn't. I remember at one point I didn't know who Griff Garrison. I randomly picked out a, a lower card name and I picked out Griff Garrison. And I think next week we had Micah on the show. And I was like, oh god, I didn't know at that time that they were good friends. I picked a random name that I just happened to watch on the show who I didn't know at that point. But hey, it happens. All right, I have no idea the format, Matt. So go ahead, Matt. You tell. Graham, me. you're picking. You pick your first victim. Pick my first victim. Well, I have you first on my list, Matt. So I'm just gonna go with you. Oh. Um, I was going to mention this in my uh, uh, part of my uh, bad cop moments, not for the reason that you're thinking of necessarily. But anyway, I'm going to go with this one. So Tony Storm making ten thousand dollars in one day on her OnlyFans page will pale in comparison to when I repeat the incident from my appearance on the Five Nerds Wrestling Podcast. Well, the, the alleged incident that you're referring to, Graham, never happened. But in any case, Graham, um, OnlyFans is never going to happen make enough money for Tony Storm to roll it. If I want to do what alleged has been done by the Five Nerds Go podcast, Graham, I would make 25000 in an hour, let alone in a day, Graham. I don't even know what totally happened on that. It's all it's all hushes and whispers and uh, all sorts of things, but it certainly seems uh, something that would fit into that category. <sighs> anyway, right, so my first victim, Danny. Okay. My first victim is Danny. Okay, defend the statement for 20 seconds, sir. <clears throat> I, Scottish Danny, announced the truth for I Am Joe from the Westminster Kennel County Dog Show commentary team. <laughs> oh, he was um, brilliant. <laughs> he was brilliant. He was uh, d- um, one of the best announcers we've ever heard, and he would make the transition over to wrestling perfectly should he ever choose that um, career path. And also, um, if he's still alive, um, I want him in the Hall of Fame. (laughs) Possibly the greatest ever episode of A Changing Attitude ever. Thank you very much. Possibly the greatest of all time. I've still got to listen to it, but I've heard it by reputation already. I normally listen on a monthly rotation, so... It's a nice little little teaser for you, Graham, as well as say. Right, we're going to have it again. Chris, pick your next victim. Okay then, Matt. This one is for you, good sir. Oh, okay, okay. CM Punk is the wrestling superstar that Stone Cold Steve Austin could have been. I know you love Phil Brooks, so that should be very easy for you to defend. Absolutely. Let's face it, CM Punk went face-to-face with Stone Cold Steve Austin back in 2011, I believe. And uh, Austin actually backed down from Punk. So Punk is clearly the better superstar in general. Uh, let's face it, uh, Punk is still competing for championships, even though I don't think he should be. Austin hasn't wrestled in 19 years. So clearly Punk is the greater one of the two. So. And he thought his neck was painful. Puts it all into perspective when you give him a double. I think, I think my neck's on numb all of a sudden, yes. Very well played, sir. Very well played. <laughs> right, Danny, your next victim. I'll choose Graham for this one. Okay, so Graham, defend this statement. AEW has used Mark Henry and the big show, Paul Wright, excellently. 
Well, of course, when you've got somebody big that you want to make that presence felt. Now, they're obviously of a certain age now and they've had a lot of injuries where they can't obviously wrestle as much as they can. So you've got to work with what they're capable of doing. So if they can't physically wrestle, you use their knowledge, you use their experience. Where better to use that than you put them on a commentary team? You have them commentating on the matches. They know the history of these people because they see them backstage. So you use them the only way you can. Well done. <laughs> I don't actually know if Mark Henry is doing commentary, to be honest. I have yeah. no idea. He is. Yeah. I know the big show is, but I haven't really seen Mark Henry since he signed, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, that put, but that put bums in seats, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh-huh. Right, Gray. Are they doing, just out of interest, are they actually doing any training, do we know? Um, I'm not, not really. sure. But I, I know they had, both that. had big just... um, fans, uh, on the internet. Danielson made a big deal about this, mentioned it last week, uh, a couple weeks ago, Graham, how um, none of the new guys hit up the legends, lack of a better term, for any advice. I understand that, but I'm asking if they're like physically doing any training with them at all. Like, I, like, and like, kind of like an NXT setup, I guess. I don't know if they do anything. Either series is the Indies, Graham. Okay, all right. It, it, I understand that, but okay, all right, fair enough. You'll go, Graham. Pick your next victim. Is it Chris or Danny? Now, I've actually switched this around uh, once, and just as we're about to start this round, I switched it back again. So um, I'm going to go with Danny. Uh, so he originally had this, and then I was giving it to Chris, and then I've just okay. put it with Danny. So to clarify, um, Danny, defend this statement whether you agree with it or not, okay, for 20 seconds. The Blackpool Combat Club will not be legit in my, my eyes until we see John Moxley and Brian Danielson sucking on some Blackpool rock ringside when they are not being tagged in. Fully agreed, and they would have to travel all the way over here to just get the the authentic one, um, and then uh, they can get a couple of cases of it, and then bring it back. And uh, I don't, I dare say that will be the that won't be the only thing they're sucking when um, they're coming uh, to um, the ringside. I'm Danny keeping a straight face during that while the three of us act like children. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> That's going to be in the AEW shop soon. They're going to have Blackpool Rock, and then the writing on the side will just be like AEW. Oh, it'll be awesome. It's marketable. Okay. It's absolutely marketable, Graham. Absolutely. Uh, it was right. a bit of a throwback, Matt. I don't know if you remember. I think that was one of your devil's advocates. I think you had to defend um, George Formby because he was that was his song, um, sucking Brand on my windows. Yeah, I think we had to explain to everybody who George Formby was because nobody yeah. really knew who it was. But we like obscure references on this show. Indeed. Right, my next pick is you, Graham. I want to do Chris for last because I've got a great one for Chris, but yeah, I want to end on it. So, Make him sweat for a little bit. There you go. I like how you did that. Right, Graham, your devil's advocate is mm, Ethan Page, Moon WWE, would be a bigger deal than Roman versus Brock at Mania. Well, of course it would. We're talking about this is one match. This is somebody who can revolutionize that career for five years or so. So uh, he's still got a few years on Roman Reigns and people like that. Brock Lesnar's obviously in mid-40s now, so he's not going to last forever. If you can get that marquee signing that's going to change your company, somebody who's good on the mic, somebody who's good in the ring, then obviously you take that opportunity. So signing Ethan Page will be a much bigger move. Yeah, it was a real softball. <laughs> real softball. Can't be the page anyway. You know he, gen- Ethan page. he genuinely believes that. That's why. Okay. No with that. Okay. So, Chris, who is your love victim, man? I believe it's it's Graham. It's Graham, yes. So. Yeah. So, Graham, WWE SmackDown made its name as the A Show in 2002, 
based on a group affectionately referred to as the Smackdown Six. Now, Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle, Edge, Chris Benoit, Rey Mysterio and Chavo Guerrero were all well and good. But everyone knows that the real Smackdown Six came to prominence in 2004. John Heidenreich, Kenzo Suzuki, Fanaki, Hardcore Holly, Luther Reigns and Don Marie started a seismic shift in wrestling that is still being felt today. How do you like them apples? Well, absolutely. I didn't particularly watch it that period in 2002 and 2004, but as you're reading out those 2004 lines out, then there's starting to be a little tingling in my uh, lower region, shall we say. So, yeah, absolutely, you've got to say that. Now, those, some of those names you just don't see anymore. Like, who, Chris Benoit, when has he last been on TV? You haven't seen that at all. Benaki, he's doing commentary on Japanese wrestling, so that's the bigger group. I think Brilliant. I, I can't. Graham, I've got to tap that one. I can't have that answer go out. <laughs> Yeah, I had to defend it. I, I couldn't think of any other way of uh, getting around that. I, I, I could right. change it and say Eddie Guerrero hasn't been on TV. No, all no, it's saying, in, it's saying in the DA says that the DA says that's that out, apparently. Uh, yeah, it wasn't ideal, but you got to do what you got to do when you defend. When you've given those names to defend, some of those I was like, who? I could have done and that. And there was one. a few I'd heard of, but I'm like, they're low carders. That's impossible to defend. I got to do what I got to do for that one. Indeed, indeed. Uh, well done, Chris. You stomped him a little bit, but I've got to admit, I've got to admit, my uh, my lower half tingled a little bit. That's, that's brilliant. Hey, if if John Heidenreich does that for you, Graham, whatever lights you candle. I am, I am, uh, I'm making note of that. I, I had twenty seconds to fill. I, I had to, like I said, sometimes you just got to do what you got to do. Um, I needed a little. Uh, I needed something to fill some of that time, so a little innuendo seemed like a good idea, as I was thinking on my feet. Well, fair enough. Um, Danny, who's your last victim? Absolutely has to be Chris, doesn't it? <laughs> so. Go for it, Danny. So, Chris, this I've saved the best for last here. The Raw after WrestleMania this year, Cody Rhodes should come in and one by one pin every single champion in WWE. I couldn't agree more, Danny. C- Cody Rhodes deserves to be one thing and one thing only, belt collector. Having beat up man, woman, child, across all brands, whatever it may be, this guy is box office. I love his neck tattoo. It looks amazing. Um, I love those tight little trap tra- trousers of his. The man's a champion. Oh, wow. <laughs> I need to rinse my mouth out with something. <laughs> <laughs> soda, something like that. Oh, Danny, you, you. Okay. This is what it's all about, right now. Getting, getting all the absolutely. Getting... Knowing yeah. those pressure points. Mm-hmm. Mm. Indeed, absolutely. Once you find that, then you're you're well away. Graham, who's your last victim? Uh, my last one's obviously Danny, but I'm actually not even sure if this is a devil's advocate. So this might okay. be, this might turn out to be a softball, to be honest. But okay. we'll, we'll see. All right, Danny. I think uh, it might like... be me, actually. It's Chris. Oh, it's Chris. I'm sorry, I yeah. switched at the last minute. I apologize. Sorry, just yeah. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, Chris. It's so I switched because you mentioned NWA, so I was like, all right, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna put you back on this one. Um, putting the Briscoes on the free pre-show for the NWA Crockett Cup is a good business model. 
It totally is a good business model. Um, you know, you've got to do something for the casual fans. And what better than uh, two chicken plucking rednecks from Delaware um, with certain Comsi Comsar views? I mean, that is really going to get the butts in seats. And, you know, people will want to lay their money down having seen that. I think I might have had some of my own words used back at me at that point, which I guess is the way <laughs> that you should actually do it. Um, my, only, my main problem with it was that having seen one Briscoe's match, um, with this being a tournament, you know that you're going to get to see other ones anyway. So if you've seen one, yeah. it's like, okay, I might be good with that. I might, I've might. i seen one Briscoe's match. I enjoyed it. I might not pay my money to go and watch any other ones. But I thought that might have been one they would have teased with, possibly, saying, coming up, see the pay, yeah. pay money out and watch the Briscoe's. But I can understand at the same time that it's like, oh, if the Briscoe's are on the pre-show, imagine how good the real show is going to be. So I was kind of torn on that one, which is why I, yeah. I left it in. It, it felt like an odd choice, but um, I mean, I I didn't hate it. I mean, I it's it's the reason that I I paid for the package to be fair because I was like, if if this is what we're getting for free, then yeah, like a lot of those teams, it's not that I hadn't heard of them, it's just that I'd not got round to watching them as teams sure. themselves. So um, it made me more intrigued to be fair. Mm-hmm. Matt, you probably got one left then, right? Yeah, it's for Chris. This is um, going to kill me. Getting, get, getting the getting the wording right is was crucial for this because it it literally just two words. Defend this statement for twenty seconds. JCB sucks. You're right. He does. He's got an overinflated opinion of himself. Um, he knows far too much about wrestling. I'm sorry, but who on earth do you think you are? The king of wrestling Twitter is me. I'm the one that gets to do threads for shows match by match. You, sir, suck. And your podcast is horrible. <laughs> That's where it's all in front of a car. <laughs> for the record, JCB, uh, multi-time guest on this show, absolutely amazing every time, uh, and a bad ringside is an amazing podcast. But I couldn't let that one lie because <laughs> it was too good not to use. Jay, um, you're an absolute dude. I take it all back, and you know it anyway. So, <laughs> right, Graham. Oh, do I miss one? No, no I wrap my wrap in the show up. Okay. No, you you normally ask him to plug their stuff. Oh, okay, I can do that. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Once again, thank you so much, guys, for appearing on here. I gotta say, you got a pain in your neck, Matt. I got a pain right on the side here. Just I've got to say, my my neck pain is almost completely gone. This is really this is, laugh is best medicine. They say absolutely. I feel oh, I don't oh. don't feel one hundred percent, but I feel much better than when I started. Okay, so first of all, I do want you to remind us about the name of your podcast and where we can find it. But tell us individually where we can uh, find you on uh, Twitter as well. Okay, so um, Danny is an absolute superstar of everything. So um, I will let him have the time that affords when the time comes for him to say his piece because uh, people need to hear him more. Um, On a personal level, though, you can find me at Real Chris Bellis on Twitter. Um, If you happen to have urinary retention, you can come down to Cottingham and uh, see me at Castle Hill Hospital, where I will happily pop a a catheter in for you because that's my nine to five. Um, however, if it's just talking about wrestling, which let's face it, that's all anyone wants. You don't want me down there. Um, please follow me. Um, it's all about the mutuals and um, I will literally chat about anything. Yep. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Scottish Juggalo, where I masquerade as a fake Scotsman uh, with a London accent. Um, and you can hear. And me- in Kent. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, and I live in Kent, as Lord Mags would say. And uh, you can hear me on uh, One Man's Meat and Chris, uh, where we discuss, um, as we said at the beginning, the rare stuff of wrestling. And you can also hear me on A Change in Attitude with the great Ori, Tanner and Mags. And you can hear me on Nitro Nights with the great Cy Powell. And hopefully we'll be back on here where you can hear me again. God, he literally is the... He's the Rick Rude of podcasting, Greg. He's on every show every night <laughs> at the same time. He's, he's a good one I have. Let's face it. Uh, on a personal level, um, it's been a pleasure having you guys both on. And Chris, um, given that this is this has been the two-year anniversary this week of um, the, the UK lockdown, um, on a personal level, thank you for everything you've done during the pandemic, mate. Oh, thanks, man. Thank you to everybody who listened this year. Happy holidays. Happy New Year, too. We're out of here. We're out. Peace. Goodbye. Goodbye.